on the drive, pull up jumper, it's good! Isaiah Thomas gives the Celtics the lead with 2.4 remaining. Pierce puts it up for the win, knocks it down, Celtics win! Here comes Powell, Powell with Smart defending, oh it's blocked by Smart, what a play! In, Tatum takes it, makes it! Welcome, everybody, to the Celtics Double Take Podcast. Dylan McCaffrey and James Kwan here again today. The first place Eastern Conference Boston Celtics are 8-4 and four at the moment. Today, we'll talk about the return of Kemba Walker and the insane past two games this team has had. But first things first, as always, we have our best and worst takeaways from the week. James, you want to you wanna go first, these last two games? Yeah, man. Uh, best? Uh, we just had some games. I think that's on. I'm going to keep it short. Yeah. Honestly, like after that hiatus, it was kind of giving me flashbacks of like last March. So I'm just kind of happy to be playing again, see him back in action. But I mean, we got a pretty big dislike here in the in the last week with that Knicks loss. Um, I'd say that's definitely got to be the worst thing. I mean, you can't lose to the Knicks, but for a lot of we'll we'll get into it later when we, when we talk about the games. But for a lot of reasons, I don't think it was a big deal. I don't think it was a big deal. But yeah, you can't you can't lose to the Knicks. You can't lose to the Knicks. No, absolutely. And uh, my my worst thing also comes from the Knicks game, and it's just the. The return game for Kemba Walker did not go the way we would have hoped. It wasn't, certainly it wasn't all his fault because it was everyone's fault that night. But yeah, my worst thing is Kemba um, coming back and waiting for that for a while and it not coming through. And the best thing for me, honestly, is Taco Fall. The garbage time (laughs) minutes he got in a blowout win, making a three, and then driving to the rim and dunking was 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 the best moment of my week. It was was, a two, to be fair. It was a deep two. It was a deep two. It felt, it had the magic of a three. It had the magic of a three. That's all that matters. we were up. We were up by like thirty. So, either way. Um, so yeah, the Celtics didn't play for like a week, and then finally we come back on Friday. We did not have the the main red claws starting out there. We got back that day, Jalen Brown and Daniel Tice and Semi, and we were able to to blow out the Magic, who like they played the the Nets with Harden and KD this week, and they almost pulled out a win, and we we destroyed them. Like, I mean, it, it was it was a fun game to watch after not watching for a week. Yeah, just some like overall notes on the game though. I mean, this team, this is a bad team without Markel Fultz. Like, let's 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 be clear. Like, they have no way to initiate the offense. Aaron Gordon, he's got to be like the worst good player in the league. Like, just watching him play games, you're just like, wow. Like, you know, he's getting some points here and there, but like, he's really not doing anything to help him win. Um, I can't believe there's like there's rumors about us wanting him on our team. It's almost as ridiculous as the Harden one. But yeah, that Taco moment. It's that was much needed after this COVID hiatus. I was like that that brought that brought life back into the fandom. I think, and dude, Neesmith, this guy. I mean, talk about the main red clause. He needed the G League this year, and I yeah. feel bad for him because he's just not ready. It's it's very obvious. Like he's just he's we're shoving him out there. out there. Like, and it's 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 not fair. I mean, like, what what do you see from him? Because because I don't see anything that showed like he. First of all, he just looks like he's scared, and. I understand maybe you just give him a few more games so that he like gets the nerves out, but he hasn't really shown me any like ball skills or any kind of anything that would warrant me giving minutes, you know, over Peyton Pritchard or something. I don't know. What do you Yeah, think? Naismith, like, like last year we missed out on the best shooter in the draft in Tyler Hero. And this year we were like, there was other options that would have been nice for us. Uh, they got like swiped away or that we could have taken. And we went for the best shooter in the draft. He shot over 50% in college. And that was like, all right. At the very worst, we're getting just like a knockdown catch and shoot three point shooter. And he cannot make a three. Like, he had a couple late in garbage time, but 
he's supposed to be the best shooter in the draft, and he's he's nowhere close. And yeah, he just does does not look like he has a feel out there. It'd be one thing if he was like you know Javante Green, where he's like going out there and still making all these hustle plays and being athletic, but he gets blown by a lot on defense. He just he's not ready, obviously. Javante Green might be the most. He might be the quickest guy on the floor when yeah. he's out there. That's, that's that was really exciting. Fair. He's wearing Troy Polamalu's number, and he's like, he's running down the court like he's breaking the seat gap, and like, I'm, I'm telling you, man, th- this guy, he, I think we're another reason why Brad isn't minds that we have these like COVID things, and some of these guys are getting minutes. It's, it's, it's boosting their trade value, and, and honestly, I think if Javante Green gets more minutes, I think you package him in with a Romeo or a Carson Edwards, and we can really steer ourselves come away with something that's like a lot more than those two guys and how we're using them. But I was very excited to see like the B team, like, yeah, main Red Claws play a game just to like see see what they got, and that could definitely increase increase the trade value. Yeah, and Semi Ojale. I mean, this guy. I, we said a little last week. I'm declaring it. Um, I'm pinning it. it. He he's the new OG and Anobi. Uh, I haven't I haven't seen enough from OG this year. I think Semi Ojale has taken. It's it's SG now. It's SG now. He's taken over. But yeah, that that game you, you come away feeling good, but you know, obviously what happens after that. Yeah, so in that in that Magic game, we shot as a team 50-40-90. Like, that was our slash line. Like, that's incredible. That's peak basketball. Obviously, you blow out the team. Uh, off the bench, Semi Pritchard and Javante all gave us double digits. So everyone's hitting that night. We're getting points off the bench. Like, this, this is a great game. The Knicks game was so gross. It was over in the second quarter. Yeah, um, Jalen Brown had his 25 points. But Smart had 10, and everyone else had single digits. Obviously, you score 75 points. No one's putting up numbers. But what I think is the cause of this is, again, in this, this game, in the, set, in the Knicks game, the slash line was 30% from the field, 15% from three, 62% from the free throw line. So from 50-40-90 to 30-15-62 is like as far a fall as you can have. And it's because this team, it has we have no inside – we have no one that can do a post move. We have no inside scoring. So we rely on jump shooting so much. Every game is going to be won or lost by if we're making threes or not, if we're making shots or not. And the jump shooting in the Knicks game couldn't have been worse. And part of that falls on Kemba because it was his first game back, but he's three of 13, one of eight from three. What did you see from Kemba that game? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, I think I think us living, dying by the three, I mean, yeah, we're kind of like, we're kind of the new Rockets. It's, it kind of feels like that. But yeah, Kemba... He should not be back, man. He, I, I don't know why we're rushing him back. I don't, I don't think that there's really a lot of benefit if, if he's do, playing 20 minutes a game. Listen, it's messing with P. Rabbit's rhythm. We saw that in that game. Um, this guy is a hot hand right now. And so the, the need for Kemba isn't exactly there. I mean, this is why we got Teague, right? Like, why did we get Teague? If, if, if Kemba is going out there being, you know, playing 20 minutes a game, obviously compromised, then what are we, what are we doing? Um, I mean, let's not forget who Kemba is. We're talking about a guy who's like a top three MVP candidate at, at like a couple few years back. For at least like the first half of that season, he was balling out. When he was still on, last season on the Hornets, he was uh, that's who we traded for. That's a player that we thought we were bringing in. So why rush this that caliber of a player back from this like mystery knee injury that don't no one really knows what's wrong with it? And we're kind of just playing him and seeing if if he uh, kind of holds up. It's kind of like driving an old car every day. You're like, all right, I'm gonna take this out. Hopefully it doesn't crap out this time. And it's like, well, let's just like wait a second and, and let him get the proper rest. I, am I crazy for saying that? I, I, people are going to say that we need wins, but I, I disagree. 
my car's in the shop right now and I'm about to go get it after we record this and it's not <laughs> fixed. It's not fixed yet, but I need it. And that's a situation where you got, you got to do what you got to do. Kemba is not, is not fixed yet, but we don't need him. Uh, we, you're right. Like P rabbit's going off. I like, you know, you want to get your star players back. You want to get Kemba back and getting into the feel of it, but he needs to be healthy and like full performing in the summer when we're playing in the playoffs and trying to make a deep run. Whereas it's nice for like last year in January, he balled out, but then in August, he was limping out there. Like we need to like, if he's going to play like 20 minutes and then, you know, get a night off, like don't force him to, to overdo anything because we need him to be like you said, like the MVP, like the, the peak level of Kemba, which um, whatever his potential is like to make a deep playoff run. So yeah, the first game back wasn't encouraging. I'm sure it'll, we'll, it'll be better and will be better. Like we're going to get Tatum back. So like, it's not the yeah. end of the world, but it, it's a 30 point loss to the Knicks, which is like maybe the worst thing you could have in your return game. Yeah. I mean, listen, it, why it bothers me is that we, Danny Ainge, we admitted, and Danny Ainge does not admit he's wrong very often. He admitted that he made a mistake in bringing Kemba back when he did last year and how Kemba probably wasn't ready. And why it bothers me what we're doing this year is that it's a, the exact same thing. It's We're doing the exact same thing and kind of feeling it out. And let's be honest, if, if Kemba's knee is sore again um, after the next game he plays, we're right back to score one. Um, I don't know what we're doing this with this guy, but but yeah, that putting that whole situation aside, um, that that is a contributing factor in this Knicks loss. And what happened was exactly what we were afraid was going to happen. Um, we, we were afraid of Randall taking over, having his way the entire game, and that's what happened. I mean, he, he was crazy. Yeah. So last night, uh, we were short on Bigman. We were short Taco because he hurt his ankle. Taco actually would have been huge in this game, just interior defensive wise. Um, and obviously, Rob Will is out. So we have Thompson and Grant starting. Each of them had three points. They were both one of five. So they, they were, they're two of 10 combined. Those are our starting big men. And then off the bench, Tyson, 20 minutes, had seven points, shot two for three. It's not even that bad. Semi had four points, shooting 0 of six from three. He only had free throws. Semi's a big man, I guess. And then, yeah, Randall, um, Mitchell Robinson, and Obi Toppin all just like had easy access to the rim the whole night. So if we're only relying on jump shooting and no one's making jump shots and we have no one that can just do a post move and score inside and they've got rim runners and Randall's going to muscle us all night and Mr. Robinson's catching lobs and Obi's driving to the rim and we're getting exposed out there. Like, I I don't know, like Tristan Thompson is doing his best grabbing rebounds, but interior defense suffers and it's the Knicks. I dude, it is a bad loss, but here's why I think it's not a big deal. First of all, we saw this team dominate the Bucks in a way and, and kind of in a similar fashion, like just a month ago. And I think the, the big takeaway here is that you're seeing these big time Eastern Conference teams lose. It's just motivation is hard to come by. And, and, and without the fans, you know, people are saying all over the league that it's just a dead energy in there. You got to have players like, I don't know, like uh, Montrez Harrell coming off the bench that, that energize your team. Those players have a lot more value now just because it's hard to get back. We have a record amount of blowouts in, in, the, in the NBA this year. And it's because who's going to bring you back in the game? And we're seeing that if you get caught off guard and you're down by 30, it's really hard to get back into it. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to call COVID here, but I kind of am. Like, this is kind of just like the nature of the season. And, dude, the Knicks are a team that play hard every game. Tom, Tom Thibodeau will not allow this team to take a day off. I think part of the Knicks' success this year is because it's COVID and – those motivating coaches that get the most, especially out of young players, they're going to have a lot more value now. Um, they, they have something to play for. A lot of these vets, you know, they've been playing with crowds for 15 years. 
So, you know, I, I don't think it's a huge deal. I think it's not a great, it's not a great loss, but I mean, Jalen Brown was still doing his thing out there. And I think that's a bigger takeaway than what Tristan Thompson did. No, it's true. Jalen Brown, like isolated in a vacuum. He had a pretty good game. Like he, he had two good games. And when there's other guys around him that are like feeding off that and uh, using his energy, then we got a huge win. And then when just no one can make a shot, but that's like what I'm more comfortable with this as we're getting into the season. Like, I know that when we look up on Friday or playing the Sixers or Wednesday we're playing the Sixers, like Pritchard will like hopefully have bounce back, like semi, like won't go over six from three again. Like I, I'm trusting a little bit more of the role guys on this team and Kemba, hopefully, you know, he got, he shook it off last game and Kemba can be Kemba for the 20 minutes he gets. Yeah. I mean, what do you, what do you, what is your goal to see Kemba? Like, what do you want to see out of Kemba in the next 10 or so games when he's playing, you know, compromised minutes? So Tatum, I think is going to maybe come back on Friday and we'll get to that. But I want to see from Kemba, him like being able to be as effective as possible while letting Brown and Tatum be the one and two scorers. Cause I like the offense we were running through those two guys. And if you sub in Kemba where like smart was or Pritchard was, then I think that we can have like a really dynamic offense, but I think the ball needs to run a lot more through like Jalen and uh, Jason, like on high screens and Kemba can catch and shoot and, I, I love him dribbling the ball around, but I don't think we need it as much. And when we do, it's just like a, like a little step back. Like he's good at being efficient in the shot clock, just like at the end of the shot clock, just creating something. So I don't know. I, I hope that he can take a back seat and just like create some some fast offense when he needs to. Yeah, you know, I think it's he's going to be a big change into what we're doing right now. You know, for, right now we don't have a ball dominant point guard. The offense is kind of... We're not used to seeing this kind of offense. I feel like we're very used to seeing our point guard get that high screen, initiate from there. And this entire season, we're not gonna, we tried doing that with Jeff Teague, I feel like a little bit in the earlier games, but then we realized that things have to go through Brown and Tatum. And that's how we're gonna survive in the next few games until Kemba's back to full strength. I don't know what, how many, here, here's the thing. We're, we're big Marcus Smart guys. We, we've always been, and we're big defenders. But I don't know how many, more of these Marcus Smart games are going to happen until the Pritchard uh, getting his minutes thing starts to become a bit of a storyline. I uh, I haven't loved what I've seen from Marcus like overall for this season. Like we like needed like a, a like other options other than uh, Tatum and Brown, and like I thought maybe like after last season seeing his improvements on offense, he could step up to that. But I haven't loved it as much this year, and I feel like we haven't felt his defensive presence as much I don't know that's just how I've seen it so far but I never obviously never would lose faith in a guy like Marcus Smart and so yeah like when when, when we can get Pritchard's minutes up like you can take him from Smart but like Smart is still out there in the closing minutes of games for us like no doubt yeah I know for sure because we're just used to seeing be this guy he's he's, he's taking charges he's all he's flying all over the place he's making he's making those read you know pass interceptions and like that that's the kind of dynamic player he is and then you know, now with his offensive struggle still kind of going on, you know, it's it's tough. We always thought he was like the Jackie Bradley of our team. He does things that you can't see, you know, in, unless you watch the game, you know. But uh, I I don't know. I, it, the way that Pritchard gets into a rhythm, when Pritchard has the opportunity to, to take a few shots in a row, he seems to be a lot more of a consistent offensive option. And it's going to be something that uh, Brad Stevens has to consider going forward. I, don't know, how, I think there's going to be a lots of minutes shifting around. 
I think that maybe there's nothing that's changed with Marcus Smart, except that our expectations for him are a little higher, and he's playing alongside Peyton Pritchard, who's playing well. Like, Marcus might be the same guy he always was. Um, and, you know, there's all, like, you, you can have slumps and break out of it, but I agree that Pritchard, like, Pritchard has been getting more and more minutes, and, like, I'm very comfortable giving him 25-plus every night. Like, I think he's showed through what is, like, now, like, a ten, like an eighth of the season so far, like, He's, he's capable of it for long stretches. Yeah, I just think that, you know, with Kemba coming back, with Tatum coming back, there's going to be a very different looking minutes distribution here. Um, we're going right. to end up talking about Taka over over possibly Tice. All right? I mean, that, when does that conversation start? Taco, like, so I don't think we can play him for more than 20 minutes. He looks super gassed whenever we give him his bunch of minutes, but every game there should be like a, a spurt of taco minutes because in eight minutes, he gets eight rebounds and six points and like a block or two. Like he's super efficient in that time. And it would have been very useful against the Knicks when like literally like they were just like rim running and throwing up lobs that no one could do anything about. And Randall was going off. If you put taco in the paint, it just for a couple minutes, it takes away the paint kind of and forces them to be able to make jump shots and they start making jump shots and taco has to come out and defend guys that's when taco like is is a weakness but if the knicks don't make knock down those shots then taco being out there can swing the can swing the game so i agree i, I want to give more to taco tice only got 20 minutes against the knicks when we were getting blown out although he might not have played at all in the fourth quarter at that point um yeah i mean in a lot of ways i think that Taco is just more of what we need. We don't need a big man to play 30 minutes per se. Uh, we need a guy who comes in, who's a who's a rim protector, who can shut down the paint for a little bit and give some of our other stars like a break. Uh, you know, you can let guys kind of go by you a little bit easier. Taco is the second line of defense. So I don't, that, that's, it could be a huge help, especially in these games going forward. Yeah, I don't, I don't know when Taco comes back. I think that tomorrow against the 76ers, a Wednesday's game, Robert Williams, I think, can come back. He's been on the protocol for, like, about 10 days, and if he produces two negative tests within 24 hours, I think he can come back on Wednesday. I don't know if that'll happen. It's the same with Tatum, but for Friday. Um, hopefully we get Tatum back at least. And I think probably, since we're without Tatum Wednesday, Kemba's going to play, and then I'd expect Kemba to rest on, on Friday. They're both against the Sixers. Um, are the six? Do you know the Sixers? Like, like they they've been like playing a pretty short rotation for a while between injuries yeah. and COVID. Uh, I don't. I have no idea what they're going to look like tomorrow or Friday. I think that uh, Simmons and they got Simmons and B Curry at least. Okay, I'm pretty so sure it's, it's going to be the real deal. I mean, here's the thing that this this is going to this is going to be a game that might be a sign of things to come, and that's why it, Tatum's Tatum's back for this game. Tomorrow, Tatum's not back, but maybe Friday. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a true test of depth. I mean, and I think that Brad really gets to flex his muscles here. Like, you have to play with the minutes. You got to see what's the winning recipe of what you got. I think that for a lot of ways, like, head coaches have a lot more value in this season just overall. Um, having to play through all these COVID restrictions and whatnot. I mean, the, the Sixers, the, the, the Celtics, we both had to play with, like, eight different versions of the team. Uh, yeah. which is unprecedented. Like, if you think, think about that, a regular NBA season, this just wouldn't happen. Yeah, Brad is relishing in it. He's just like, give me give me the most random <laughs> rotations all through the game, every game. Yeah, he wants it. He wants it for sure. I mean, here's the thing. 
it's it's not exactly maybe the, the full you know full team full team matchup, but but that might not happen until the playoffs. So it's true. It's what it is. No, the Sixers um, have played well so far this year, so I'd expect a competitive game, especially if you don't have Tatum. Um, we play them twice in a week, which like is going to be the thing this season. Um, I think that if we don't grab the win on Wednesday, then playing them twice in a week will definitely like whatever it changes Brad needs to make. And with Tatum coming back, I think we definitely get a win on Friday. And then just looking past the Sixers, um, they play the Cavs next week. Cavs are kind of fun to watch. Uh, yeah. Andre Drummond had 30 and 20 the other day. And like now he's going to get less minutes with uh, J.A. coming. So I, I don't really know where that team's going, but they're playing very hard. So that'll be another game like the Knicks where we need to like be on it and can't think we can coast by the Cavs because they're the Cavs. I don't know. The Cavs are solid this year. I mean, everyone's raving about Sexlands, and I think they're a great backcourt duo. I, they have like seven ro- like centers on roster right now, and like so they got to make some trades. But Andre, they just cut really, Kevin Porter Jr. too. You see that? Yeah, they I mean, gave away his locker food. and he's throwing food, and that, that that could be a factor. He's never really panned Maybe. out, but yeah, I mean, he's gonna get traded. And then you have players like Javale McGee. That's that's also on that roster. I mean. <laughs> Are the Celtics even in the, in the market for someone like Andre Drummond? Like, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how this, this season goes on. I mean, it's a guy that I've, I really honestly thought that at one point, the price point wasn't ridiculous. And it was, it was a guy that, you know, the Celtics might want to go after. He's a UConn guy. Keep, keep him in New England. But he's kind of showing right now that he has value. And there's, that's the case for a lot of these Cleveland guys. But yeah, for sure, for sure playing Cleveland in Chicago we can get embarrassed going on go, going forward if we don't step up to the occasion on like just every regular season game. The Bulls are on the come up too. Yeah, Zach Levine is super fun to watch. He always was, but this year, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. it's had a couple like closeout game hitting shots that has been impressive. Whole new league. It's a whole new league, baby. Yeah, um, yeah we played in, in the last three shows we've done since like the third one, we've played two games. Um, so it's been a while since we had stuff to talk about, but it's good to be get the ball rolling again. And hopefully there'll be four games done by the next time we talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have anything else you want to put in before we, before we head out? I don't know. Maybe, maybe get a hashtag uh, talk over Tice going on Twitter or something. I think we can, we can actually make a big change. All right. That is going to do it for us uh, this week on double take Celtics. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes uh celtics double take or go yeah. find double take on youtube um if you want extra credit you can go follow the double take show on instagram uh james james your last words hashtag taco over tice yep taco, taco I, tuesday I, I, seven days a week <laughs> yes sir. absolutely all right love it go celtics see you next week